Hey y'all, I'm Chris, your host for the Mommy Monologues podcast. I'm an author, writer, and most of all, I'm a mother to a beautifully unique little girl named Styler. Say hey, Styler. That's her. This is the only podcast curated for women of color centered around motherhood. Here is where we discuss wellness, lifestyle, self-preservation, and more. Oh, and of course, we talk about motherhood. Created with women of color in mind, here is where we share our realities with hopes of forming and strengthening relationships between mothers from all over the world. Thank you for listening in and sharing this space with me. Enjoy. Please welcome and thanks for coming. Uh, Miss Charlotte, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to have you, girl. Like, okay, your energy is just beautiful and everybody does not have that so I love I'm oh super. thank you <laughs> you're welcome so um really really quick um uh, I want you to tell everyone who's listening about you yourself the woman and I'm um, a little bit about your brand pine size faith okay um so all right a little about me um uh, my name is Charlotte as you said um I was born in Africa Uh, I uh, grew up in Canada, and I've been living outside of Chicago since about 2007. um, I'm fluently bilingual. (laughs) I speak French and English. French is my first language, and English is my second language. Um, I'm a wife. I've been married for a little over 10 years, and uh, I have two beautiful daughters, uh, Naraya, who's five years old, and uh, Micah, who just turned two. Um, my husband and I run Pine Size Faith, which is a, uh, a faith-based t-shirt line where we, um, we make unique and, um, fun t-shirts that help promote our Christian faith. Um, what else can I say? I, I usually don't even talk about myself this much. <laughs> So it's kind of odd. I don't know what to say, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm really down to earth. I love people. Um, so yeah, that's about it. I, okay. I'm not sure what else to say. No, no, that was perfect, girl. Because like when you were talking, I was just like, oh wait a minute, French is your first language, girl. You've been all over it the is. world. That is not. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know, this may sound like a real country bumpkin thing, but I'm from Houston and have lived in Houston since I have been born. But recently I have like had the inkling to move, um, not out of the country, but to Mm -hmm. a a different city first and then, um, another state. So Mm -hmm. that is beautiful. Um, you know, just to hear, like, wow, you, so French is actually your first language. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I yes. can only imagine what that was like for you growing up. People see you in this black body and you mm-hmm. speak French and then, you know, it, it, like, at what? I mean, this is off the topic, but what I would like to know, what was that experience like? Well, here's the thing. I, I grew up in Canada, uh, the French 
French-speaking part of Canada. I grew up in Quebec, and okay. everybody speaks French there. Okay, gotcha. and so and being African, um, you know, being African, born in, in in Africa, my parents speak French. The mm. culture shock for me was learning how to speak English. <laughs> Coming from Quebec, where everybody speaks French, I grew up in. Um, I spent most of my childhood in Montreal, and then we moved to Ottawa. So. Uh, when we moved to Ottawa, which is in Ontario, are you familiar? I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so Toronto and Ottawa, Toronto, the, those cities are in Ontario and they mostly speak English. So when we moved from Quebec to Ontario mm-hmm. um, in 1991, I, I didn't speak a word of English. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh. So my, <laughs> I always say this, my brothers and I would sit there, watch shows like, the Cosby show and the Simpsons <laughs> and we'd be like everybody in the audience is laughing and we're like what are they saying and we want to laugh too and so that's pretty much how we we learned really by watching shows watching tv and then um, going to school learning how to speak English and that that's how that's how it came about but I do want to say that there are several words that I still struggle with oh wow <laughs> in English girl I, so, I girl please yeah <laughs> no I'm so serious I, I I find it so odd that some people can't pick up on my accent I I still still say feel that I have an accent when I speak English but I anyway yeah no girl you sound like you've been in Chicago like all your life no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> That is so interesting, though. Um, so that just, that's mm-hmm. um, another layer that I really, and I think I remember reading on your blog, actually, um, not the part about you speaking different languages, but you, um, your parents, you being African, you come from an African um, household. So, yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, so, okay, on to, like, um, the the brand a little bit more um what actually inspired um pint-sized faith okay so uh, this is crazy it's it's funny um my husband and i have a very minimal style i'm very i i like simplicity in everything including my personal style and my personal style is kind of reflected on my children so and this is not to like say that you know parents who dress their children in Mickey Mouse t-shirts and stuff. That's great, but it's not me. Okay. (laughs) That's not me. And so every, every parent has the right to dress their child how they want, but that's not my style. And, um, so we were looking for, um, those that promote, well, actually there's two stories to this. The first, I'll I'll start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I had come across on social media on a specific brand, I won't say the name, um, that had t-shirts with uh, song lyrics, okay, from like prolific rappers. Okay. And um, I thought, oh my gosh, like, I can do that. You know, I can, I can come up with t-shirts that say, uh, you know, that use biggie, small uh, lyrics and things like that. So I'm like, hey, Trez, Trez is my husband. We should, we should do something like that. And then my husband was like, yeah, okay, cool. We can certainly do something like that. But then, um, <laughs> it's funny how God works. He was like, well, no, um, that's not what I'm calling you to do. And I'm like, okay, um, what are you calling me to do? He's like, we're not going to use secular music. We're going to use the word um, scriptures from the Bible to, to promote Christianity. So I'm like, okay, fine. First, we had no idea what we were going, what we were doing to start with. 
We had never started a t-shirt company, nothing. And so we're really, you know, starting from scratch. The other part of the story is uh, going back to uh, the minimal style. We, uh, once we established that's what we wanted to do, we were looking for uh, t-shirts for, for children that promoted uh, Christianity, but we couldn't find any that were very basic and minimal in style. And that's how it really came about. Um, when we initially started Pine Five Faith, hence the name, we were only making shirts for children. Um, but then when uh, people were, people started asking us, oh, if we made these specific models or sorry, styles for adults, and that's when we really got into um, adult sizes, if that makes any sense. Um, we chose not to change the name of Fine Size Faith because we felt that, uh, girl, I'm all over the place. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. I'm following your story, girl. It's your story. <laughs> so, right. So, anyway, that's how it started, Pine Size Faith. Um, our mission really is just to create stylish and unique products geared towards sharing our faith. And, um, Things that are going to, the way that we want to promote is just minimal style, ways that are going to attract people to be able to start conversations with our t-shirts. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that, that and that's, um, you know, a unique story. You're like, you're all over the place, girl. No, you were not. Um, okay, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it actually helped flow into, I think, my next question, which is kind of like, um, you know, how how are you and your husband actually raising your two girls, which are so cute. Cause I'm like, I always grow yeah, I'm a stalker and I stalk your page. No, it's fine. <laughs> and I think I love That's the fun. style that you have with the girls. Cause a lot of times, like you said, um, you, you know, we, we dress one way as ourselves as adults knowing what we want to dress like, but then we have our kids and like a lot of different things. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I know mm -hmm. my daughter, she's, I mean, they're like mini, miniature, I was going to say miniature us's, that's not a word, but they're miniature versions of us. No. <laughs> so um you know we kind of tend to I mean I like I like for my daughter to wear the same colors and stuff that I do um but keeping her um kid friendly as well like I mean I don't of course right. want anything inappropriate I don't believe in midriff shirts for kids like that's just too much absolutely <laughs> not I'm with you on that <laughs> <laughs> but you know when it comes to the minimalist um look the if that even is a, is a certain look, but the, you know, having a capsule, I guess, which is the thing, you know, with the color tones and, you know, mm -hmm. patterns or whatever, and not even having so much stuff, you know, um, which is beautiful as well. I like for my daughter to be that way too, but how, how you, how you and your husband are raising your girls, how are you raising your girls in like today's world where the otherness that we just referred to the midriff shirts for kids and the, the, the lyrics that reflect adult secular music is being put on shirts for kids. You know, how are you mm -hmm. guys really able to, you know, or to mold your girls if that, if that's a good way to say it, like, how are you guys trying to keep them solid in today's society? If that makes sense. Um, I, I love this question. Um, here's the thing in our household, the Bible is the final authority. Whatever the word says, we apply. Um, I really don't waver when it comes to that with, um, in my children. And um, 
I don't know what they're going to grow up to be. I don't know what their decisions are going to be. Um, but I may, my husband and I make it a point to not allow them to watch certain shows. We don't allow them to listen to certain music. Uh, and listen, the Bible says that we teach our children in the way they should go. And when they grow up, they will not depart from it. So we're just building a foundation for them. Whenever they grow, when, when they grow up and decide whatever they decide, it's fine. But I know for a fact that if, you, if you're a believer and you believe in Christ and you know, Christianity is your way of life, if you instill that in your children from a young age, they may stray, but they'll always come back to that. And that's how we raise our children. Um, there are many things going on in this world that we cannot shield our children from. They're going to be exposed to certain things, but I think it's all about foundation. I know for, uh, for me, up, uh, we didn't grow up necessarily in a Christian household until uh, my mom later on kind of like right, she started going to church and you know that's how it came about and she introduced it to us and I think that I really got into Christianity in my adult life mm-hmm. um, but I do remember being a teenager and you know seeing that my mom was going to church and she would force me to go with her and things like that and those seeds were planted to, in me at that time and I was quite young um, so with that being said I did stray <laughs> I did go like I did whatever I wanted to do. You know how it is. Um, but then came back to it because those seeds, so the, sorry, those seeds wore and were instilled in me at that time, if that makes any sense. And so you can't shield your children. They're going to be exposed to what they're going to be exposed. Um, you can't force them, but you can build a foundation that is strong. And because those seeds are planted in them, you know, I, I, right. I believe that, you know, they're going right. to grow into great right. individuals. So, yeah. And that's, um, that's so true. I mean, I like, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. Like, um, we all have gone through different things and depending upon, even as adults, you know, the, the difference I think is we are adults. And so we can kind of control what we allow mm-hmm. into our space. And so, but sometimes if you're not, solid you know and if you're not constantly in you know your word or whatever you know your preferred um belief is you know if you're not constantly with that then you will stray into something else but Mm -hmm. those that foundation is Mm -hmm. girl you can't play with it it's there (laughs) it's there (laughs) and here i i do want to stress that you know yes the bible is our final authority in our home but we still teach our children to love everybody we teach them to respect everybody and um we're not the we're not the household that walks around with the bible like hey you going to hell like we're not we're not that type of household right but we uh we we just teach them that love conquers all for real you know and be nice to people i mean we teach them in a way that they can understand they're they're small (laughs) and so we take these right they're they're two and five so uh, we have to to teach them in a way that they can understand but it also starts with us like we we show each other love my husband and i and so what they see in us is reflected through them if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. so yeah okay Mm -hmm. um that was a great answer so um it kind of, I think, bounces back again. How um, 
how do you guys create that balance? You know, um, or specifically, I guess you, how do you create that balance with your home and work life? Because, I mean, momming ain't easy. <laughs> Being a wife ain't easy. Girl, just life is <laughs> not easy. So Listen, <laughs> it's, um, it's hard. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's easy because it's hard. Uh, I have breakdowns. Like I'm like, I feel overwhelmed a lot. And if I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say that I wake up and like, you know, birds are singing and the sun is shining. No, I mean, it's hard for real. Like I wake up early. I wake up um, around 530, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to wake up early so that I can have a bit of sanity on my own before my day starts because the minute my feet hit the ground, it doesn't stop until night. Um, I think for me, key to maintaining balance is self-care. I think I've touched on this subject before on my blog, but mm-hmm. I need to have time to do me. If I don't have time to do me, everything else falls apart because it's a constant, it's it's ongoing. It never stops. And I'm sure you can relate to this. As a mom, it never stops. You have a household to take care of. You have to work. You have your business to run. But where's your sanity? Within? You need to have some time to be able to, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Just find some time for yourself. And that's going to help you maintain some type of uh sanity (laughs) so self-care is really how I maintain everything and for me self-care goes beyond getting a mani and a pedi and getting my hair done I really need to step outside of my home by myself (laughs) you know do something that I like whether it's read a book or go hang out with my friends like some type of interaction with other people other than your children and your husband that's one um knowing when to stop I used to be to start work so work my day job and then um, as soon as I get off work, work on Pineside Space, work on my blog, cook dinner, take care of my children, and go back. And it would be like my days would be literally 24 hours, and every hour was being used to do something. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not life. It really isn't, you know. And my health started suffering from it. And that's when I realized the importance of just back away. Put everything aside. Take time for yourself and chill. Um, and so that, that's really how I maintain everything, just making sure that I take some time to unplug from everything and be able to enjoy my life as well as make it, if I can't enjoy my life, I can't make it enjoyable for my family, if that makes any sense. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and that's so true. You mentioned two things, um, self-care, which is, you know, um, so prevalent now. And I'm, it makes me happy to see so many people talking about self-care and a lot of people that are in that, um, uh, how can I say, are like, I don't want to say pioneers, but are self-care advocates. Um, you know, they kind of, I'm trying to shy, I don't want to say shy away. I'm trying to say how to say what I'm trying to say. They kind of, you know, shun the newer people that are, you are getting hip to self-care, you know, but in are calling it a, um, a trend. And I'm like, well, even if it is a trend, it's one that's necessary. I would rather this absolutely than you know the other stuff that's being promoted. You know, 
in in mainstream media you know i would rather this mm-hmm. be the trend and i don't feel i mean even though it may start off or has started off as trendy i don't think that it's gonna go away hence it wouldn't be a trend you know so right um i'm glad you like spoke to that and then even you know you just mentioned having a day job i don't know if everybody like really caught that but like we were talking before it's so important for people to realize that we have these brands and we have these families, but it takes time to build these brands. It takes time to build a business and you need something to supplement your income. I don't care if it's another job. I don't care if it's just a side hustle, whatever it is, you need something to supplement your income. So um, speak to that really quickly because we were talking about how you changed your bio to kind of reflect the real your realness mm-hmm. you know the fact that you have a day mm-hmm. job the fact that you have this brand mm-hmm. so just speak to that like how the importance of sharing the real things about ourselves the jobs you know the real stuff yeah there's a thing that's going on within like social media where you know you're not a real hustler or you're not a real entrepreneur if you uh if you don't quit your day job, that is the biggest lie ever. (laughs) I feel like people need to be, um, unless God himself told you to quit your day job, don't quit your day job because you have responsibilities. And there's a a thing that says, you know, it takes money to make money. And that is true. You need to be able to, to listen. I, I have a household, as I was telling you earlier, I have a household and I have two children. I have expenses. I cannot do pine size faithful time until I am where I need to be. And I'm not there yet. And so this whole thing about quitting your day job to focus on your dreams is great, but it's not, um, what's that word? It's not realistic for some. Okay. Um, and so you shouldn't, you need to do what works for you. You need, people need to do what works for you. And I have a day job because I have expenses. I have a day job because I have children and I have responsibilities that I cannot take care of just by focusing on my, on, on pine size faith. It doesn't mean that I don't want pine size faith to, to thrive, but I need to be able to work in order to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's okay to have a day job. It's, I actually think that a day job is a great thing because you are learning things within that field that you can possibly apply through uh, to, to your, um, your business or your blog, whatever the case may be. I know for a fact that, uh, I am where I am because I need to learn some things. I was telling you earlier that when um, I had started working with this company in 2014, um, later in the year, I got pregnant with Micah, uh, and I was on maternity leave for about six or seven months, and I did not want to go back. I did not want to go back to my job because I felt like, you know what, I'm going to be a, a stay-at-home mom like everybody else, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's what I want, you know, and I want I just want to go ahead and focus on my blog and focus on, on my business and, you know, do what it does. But I'm like, well, and then God told me, no, you need to go back to um, where you are because you need to learn some things and you need to be able to provide for your family and things like that. And when I say provide for my family, I'm not saying I'm the sole uh, breadwinner my husband can do, but together we're, we're one, you know what I mean? And so, um, so I went back and girl, I was mad. Like, I was like, why God, like, why are you putting me back here? And you know, <laughs> uh, but I didn't understand what he was doing at the time. 
And now that Pines, uh, I, we launched Pineside Space in 2014, and we didn't, we, we didn't know what we were doing back then. But because of my current position with the companies that I'm, I'm at, um, it actually enabled me to apply some of the things that I was learning within that position to Pineside Space. And so everything works out for a reason. When, if you are at a job, stick it. Stay there until God tells you to move. And that's when you know that you're ready to, to move on and you know, tackle other things as a business owner. But for the time being, it's okay. I want people to know that it's okay to have a full-time job. It's okay to have a day job and still focus on your, on your business or your blog. You, know, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing because half the time they probably have a day job too, but they're trying to front like they don't. Okay. Hmm. okay. <laughs> that part. That part. So, <laughs> yes, and that's what we were saying. Keep it real. Like we mm-hmm. are trying to compare and be something or be like somebody that they're not even like. They're not even. <laughs> how you know? And we don't know that you know. And a lot of times we see people with these things, and it's only human nature to like want, even if you don't want that exact thing, to want something of your own. Just have something. It doesn't have to be that, but something. Mm-hmm that means what that means to what that thing means to that person for yourself if that makes sense so it's Mm -hmm. like it's hard you know when you're comparing it but it's like you don't even know what that person had to go through to get that absolutely and a lot of people just see the end product like dude you don't even know you don't know and and this is actually one of the, it's funny you should say that it's um one of the things i'm actually dealing with in terms of like i want to be more transparent because people see the end product but they don't know what i've been through in order to get what i have you know what i mean and i'm really not I'm not, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. I'm not transparent, really. I'm really not. Like, I don't like people in my business, but I feel like God is pushing me to to share my story so that people can see that, you know what, everything that I have, everything that I am is because of his grace. Um, And people need to understand that. I think that we we live in a time where, you know, people just want to see uh, I, not see, but show the good times, you know, the happy times. And, you know, everything is edited for social media uh, purposes. You know, the pictures are nice, and which is cool. I love a good picture. I mean, who doesn't? But right. <laughs> I feel like there's a lack of, <laughs> there's a lack of transparency, transparency. And I think that, that, that that's also one of the reasons why I changed my bio, because I want people to know, like, you know what? I don't vlog real time, and I don't do pint size space full time. I have a real job, you know, but... Um, it's okay because you can use that to encourage other people, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, that's another thing. It kind of goes to perspective, how you, you know, look at things too. Like, and I, I mm-hmm. think, I don't know if I was, I think it was a YouTube video I was filming. I think I, I, I know I said that I was like, um, the things like what we go through and what we experience, our stories and, and even our purpose, um, it has nothing to do with us. We don't get those things right. for us. It's for other people. God is using us for mm-hmm. other people. And the sooner I think you realize that, your perspective shifts and you're able to go through life a little bit more smoother you're able to accept what Mm -hmm. a little bit more you know and so um like your perspective I mean that's that just ultimately changes your position and your spirit about everything like no Mm -hmm. you not want to be here but you're comfortable here because you know that there's a reason in it and you may not know what Mm -hmm. they're 
out but when it's revealed it's like yo okay it's, it, you get it and it feels good for everything to come around full circle and it kind of um speaks to my next question which was going to be you know, with your brand being about faith, um, having the word faith in your brand, you know, you have to have faith when it comes to your purpose. And people are always on this hunt of um, looking for their purpose and searching for their purpose instead of just living their lives, you know. Oh, and nice so said that. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted you to kind of even speak to how those two things, I think, go together, like your faith and your purpose. Like what advice, I guess, would you give maybe um, moms out there who are like you know struggling to so-called find their purpose me I don't think it's something you find but what do you say no I agree with you a hundred percent I think that people get caught up with this whole find your purpose find your purpose and they're so busy looking at their finding or at looking for their purpose that mm-hmm. they miss that they're already within their purpose mm. I think that also people um people get it twisted. I think that they think that a pr- their purpose is this big thing to be in front of an audience. And maybe your purpose as a mother is to be the best mom you can be to the two kids God has given you, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't even know that you're shaping these two little in- individuals and or whatever, your kids, and um, that's your purpose. Maybe your purpose is to be the best, um, whatever your position at your job is. You know what I mean? It, ha- it doesn't have to be in front of an audience of 10,000 and 15,000 and, and I think people lose sight of that. Maybe you're already in your purpose. Don't look for it. Maybe you're already in it, you know? And then that's what I've learned because I did fall into that whole thing. Well, God, what's my purpose? And, mm-hmm. you know, have faith that God will lead you in the way that you should go, if that makes any sense. So basically, mm-hmm. stop looking for your purpose. Ask God what he wants you to do and he'll reveal it to you. Mm-hmm. Um. I also feel that, you know, for mom, what was the question? Like, you want me to give an example or? No, I mean, what you said was, um, was perfect in itself because I mean, I I geared it specifically towards moms, um, finding Mm -hmm. their purpose, but what you say, it really applies to everybody. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I think that too, you know, with mothers, um, we, we, kind of what you said in in the fact that us being a great mom to our kids could possibly be our sole purpose because you don't know Mm -hmm. who you're really nurturing you don't know who those kids are going to be exactly exactly and so what you said they're kind of it kind of double dipped you know so that's perfect Mm -hmm. Um, purpose is not just something for mothers of course but um we tend to i think separate it for one because we don't feel like that's our assignment but it is it or it is an assignment and sometimes purpose could be more than one thing I don't think that it's just you know it has to be this one grand finale like you said it could be mm-hmm. more than one thing and, and maybe all of those things add up to one thing you don't know but trying to figure it out it's such a waste of life it's such a waste of time rather than just I agree being in tune with the spirit and just going, following suit, you know, and enjoying the mm-hmm. children, enjoying your job, enjoying the the high moments of your business, you know, and embracing the low. So you really did answer the question. <laughs> okay, um, good. I think that also I want to add to that, you know, I think that when we're so focused on looking for other things, we miss joy within the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Um, 
if like I, I do I do feel that people are always looking for the next best thing and, and by doing so they're missing the moment they're in, if that makes any sense, you know, like enjoy, enjoy, just enjoy life. Like you said, enjoy wherever you are, wherever God has placed you and the rest will come. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, and I mean, it's so funny cause I'm bouncing off of you now, but what you just said, like, um, you know, looking for things, we miss the moments and stuff like that. And I, I spoke, I even spoke to that in my book. I'm like, you know, when you're actually constantly looking for something, it's like you miss what's in front of you before you know it, that two year old baby is now five and she doesn't right. even pay attention to you. Cause somebody told me, I have a five year old too. And somebody told me when she just turned five in June and they were like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be the last, um, the last year of the baby phase. And I was like, huh? And when she said it, I mean, I didn't really pay attention to it, but I started, I'm starting to see that now. She's not really a, when she's always going to be my baby, but (laughs) she's not a baby, you know? And it's like, how much time do we waste on other things, trying to find other things? And then I I know I'm shifting in the conversation. I'm all, I'm always all over the place, but then too. Me too, girl. I'm always all over the place. So, I mean, I I understand you. (laughs) Yay. Okay. It's a vibe, but that also creates emptiness in itself. When you're looking for something all the time, it creates emptiness because you're never satisfied. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I can speak to that from personal experience. I'm sure you can too. It's, Uh it's just an ongoing thing. You know, you, even once you attain, obtain the one thing that you're, um, trying to get to then it's something else you're just constantly reaching for something else and we in this you know society that we're in people these coaches they tell us okay once you hit a mark go for the next thing but why not savor that moment why not be content Mm -hmm. wait for it when it's time to move look for the signs you know wait for when it's time to move instead of forcing things so um no i agree yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, um, the kind of spearheads, I guess, again, it's this has been flowing so well. So I love it. Um, I think yeah. the last, because <laughs> girls, sometimes, you know, you can get into a conversation and, and it doesn't always flow. You have to make it flow. But this one is really flowing. So um, I'm, I'm excited and glad for that. But the last question that I wanted to ask you um is kind of in that same ballpark. Um, I want to talk about legacy. So what would you like for your legacy to be once your time is up in the physical realm on this earth? Like, you know, you have pint-sized faith. You have, you know, who you are as a person, you know, your mother, your wife. Like, what is it, you know, what would you like for your legacy to be once you leave this earth? Gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a tough question, Chris. <laughs> um, gosh, uh, here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I, um, I used to seek validation from people a lot. And I'm at the point now where, well, I think this really ties into legacy. Um, Yeah. Okay. 
so I used to seek validation from people a lot and this stems from like childhood in terms of like what took place with some friends or whatever, you know, but now I don't want to be validated by anybody but my girls, if that makes any sense. So my legacy, I would want people to, not people, but my daughters or my family to know that I gave it, I gave everything I had for them, if that makes any sense. I don't want accolades from the world. I don't want people to praise me for anything. I want my legacy to be that I was the best mom and wife to them because those are the people that matter the most to me, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that is a tough question, girl. I, I, I don't even know how to answer that. I really, really not, never um, thought about it. Thought about it. Really. Uh, yeah. I mean, and even and, and, and what you said, I mean, no, there's no right or wrong answer. What you said, um, it makes sense, you know, that your children actually are your legacy, you know? Um, yeah. It's not... It's not embedded in what they do I think it's embedded in who they are kind of like where we started with the conversation um, about what we instill into our children and stuff like that um, you know that is your legacy you know like what you build while you're here on this earth so I, mean, I want to be able to okay now that I'm thinking about it yeah I knew I would get you going yeah <laughs> I want, I want people to know, I I want my legacy to be that I was able to impact them in a positive way, um, encourage, edify, uh, and that, you know, my life was an inspiration to, um, to just be a better person, to do better and reflect my love for Christ. (laughs) And, um, yeah, goodness. Okay. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that oh. was good, Shiley girl. That was perfect. Um, that is okay. that is a dope. I mean, to me, <laughs> that's dope. That is what you would want to be known for. Because I mean, again, it's kind of like with purpose. I don't think it's just this big grand thing. It's what you personally yeah. feel, what you desire to leave this earth with, and that's beautiful. I mean, um, those are traits that you know I feel like not all of us really are mindful of and don't think to have or to possess while we're here on this earth we don't think about those kind of things that are not tangible um when it comes to leaving a legacy because you know a lot of times I, I think I think about that um when we when we die we don't we always think about what we have what we have left uh t- that's tangible to leave on the earth or mm-hmm. what we that we left on the earth and it's nothing wrong with that. But then there's the other things that like, what, how did you make people feel? Cause you know, I don't know. Um, whenever you go to a funeral, like you get people who come up and they tell stories. I love that part of the funeral. I don't care about anything else. Cause I just, right. but that part when people come up and share stories about the person and people are laughing and stuff. That's the legacy. That's the part that I think really matters is how you made people feel and the impact that you had on someone, you know, that you have left on this earth. So what you said speaks volumes. Yeah, I guess that, um, I guess there's really no right or wrong answer, as you said. Um, and what you said about the funeral, my um, father-in-law passed away of two years ago. And um, 
while we're at his funeral, people are nothing but good things to say about him, how he was a man of God and how he encouraged them. And, and I think that, that's, that's essentially what I want. I want people to remember me as someone who encouraged, edified, and led them to Christ. That's what I want. That's what I want. And I want that for my kids. I want that for my friends. I want everybody who ever has an encounter with me to remember me for being someone that edified them, encouraged them, and led them to Christ. That's, that's essentially what I want. Because I think that people think, like you said, people think of legacy as in um, what you left for your people or for your family or the people that you left behind that's tangible, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want my legacy to be one that's tangible. I want it to be, uh, in, is that intangible? Is that what the word is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Intangible, yeah. I told you earlier, right, that there are some words that I still struggle with in English. <laughs> That's one of them. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's, that's what I want. Okay. I want to be remembered for being someone that edified, that made you feel wanted, loved, and led you to Christ. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. Um, Oh, I thank you so this. much. I, yeah, I don't want it to end, but I don't want people to get um, overwhelmed. Like, we just may have to bring you back for another one when I come to Chicago. So You need to come to Chicago. You really do. But yeah. don't come in the winter because you might not be able to handle it being from Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. I'm so glad I forgot it's the Windy City. Yeah, don't. I'm glad you gave yes. me a disclaimer because, uh, girl, here in Houston, it's hot all year long. So I'm not thinking about oh places gosh. that actually have seasons. <laughs> so. Right, right. so yes um like I said thank you for for taking the time out to speak with me um I definitely enjoyed our conversation and I hope the listeners um were definitely able to gain something from you as well so before you go I want you just to let everybody know how they can find you um find your your t-shirts and everything as well um you know across social media let everybody know how to get with you yeah, no, for sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love that, you know, we can, we, uh, we can connect with people offline and online and like have these conversations. I hope that I was able to inspire at least one person, if not everybody that's listening. And um, as far as being able to um, get in touch with me, uh, you can check out um, Pinesize Faith. That's P-I-N-T-S-I-Z-E-S-A-I-T-H, one word, um, at Pinesize Faith, both on Facebook Instagram and our website. And um, as far as my personal page, it's Milk and Honey. Uh, that's Milk, the letter N, Honey, H O N E E, both on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Send an email. Let's talk. Follow me. I'll follow you. You know, let's make it do what it do. Yes, awesome. Okay, so you guys definitely go check her out. Um, I know I'm going to get my um, Grace and Mercy shirt this weekend. So definitely definitely support her. Um, Go follow her. And um, I look forward to speaking with you again sometime soon. Yes, let's do this again. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Mommy Monologues. It is my hope that you were able to relate, grow, and laugh a little. To go even deeper, get connected with us on Instagram at mommy.monologues, where we share more about what's to come and other opportunities for you to partner with us. And don't forget to join us right back here every Monday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for a new episode of Mommy Monologues. Oh, and if you want to be a part of our show, send us an email to mommymonopodcast at gmail.com. Peace, y'all.